Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the future historians of tomorrow. Today, we are going to be talking about the justification of bigotry in policies. On today's show, you will be hearing about two bills, one that is that was administrated during Trump's presidency and one that is currently still getting trying to get passed by the Senate and later becoming a law. The first bill is the one that was passed on by the the Trump administration and Trump himself. That bill, what I'm referring to, is the bill that allowed doctors to be discriminate and allowed deny and was allowed to deny care against transgender patients, meaning that they would be denied of their basic human right of having their tra- uh, transcending to a different gender treatments and other fur- further things such as f- heal- uh, fixing their arm or, or, or other further surgeries of dealing with other things other than their normal treatments they would be taking. Earlier today, I was I had an interview with a person who does work at a pharmacy clinic that helps people that helps people that have STDs that are that are straight and also people that are part of the LGBTQ community. Her name is Neftali Valencia. There she is a pharmaceutical technician. And she has helped many patients throughout her time there. When I asked her about how she felt about this bill that Trump had passed in 2020, this is what she said in response. I don't agree for this bill to be passed. It is not only unethical, but inhumane to take basic rights from any human being. All human beings deserve health care. We must not allow stigma to take away from us basic human rights, and no one should be allowed. And again, I would like to thank Natalia de Valencia for her response into my question about this bill. Gladly, during Joe, uh, President Joe Biden's inauguration, that he has he has taken away this bill that has caused many suffering for all trans for many transgender patients. Now, the bill that I really want to talk about today is Bill H.R. 5, or is it going to be known as the Equality Act, which is still currently being being observed by the Senate. It has just passed the House on February to, to the, uh, 20, on the 25th, 2021. This bill would, would automatically prohibit any discrimination based on gender identify, identify, sex, and sexual orientation 
from any establishment such as hospitals, places of education, and businesses. This, this matters very much because this would be a, safe, a basic safe haven law for those that are part of the LGBTQ community. And this would be prevent them from from being denied of work as well, because as many people have known that many people of the LGBTQ have been denied of places of work because of who they want to be with, who they who they believe they are, and what they're trying to become. The person who presented this bill was Representative Democrat David N. Sonelli, who, who is a 59-year-old man who's been in office since 2011 and is a part of the Democracy, uh, Democratic Party. My prediction about this bill being passed is that it will be passed by the end of this year, which is 2021. And as soon as it's, it is passed by the Senate and then passed by the President, then it will be officially known that this law will be passed by President Joe Biden. And, the actual, and this, would, this would help, it would be able to help many people who may or may not be suffering from discrimination or prejudice. Thank you, listeners, for hearing me out and what I have to say. On the next episode, we may or may not talk about further issues or things that we face now as, as people of the U.S. and more than the U.S., the world. I'm Vivian Valencia, and this is the Future Historians of Tomorrow. Welcome back to another episode of Future Historians of Tomorrow. Today we are going to be discussing minimum wages and the pros and cons. On this point of view, I would be on the side where we should increase minimum wages because the cons of having a minimum wage uh, income is that now we are be given uh, $7.25 per hour as said in the in the article minimum wages pros and cons you can find it in uh, procon.org And the the talking about the seven dollars and twenty five cents per hour, no one can really live off that because usually a lot of people don't even work enough hour enough hours 
because of either the pandemic or because of their being sick or many other things. And not a lot of people can live off $7.25 per hour of income. A lot of people need more money in there. The pros of raising minimum wages would be, would be the increase of economic activity and spur of growth, as shown in the beginning. Because if we increased it, it would, st- it would boost the GPD, GDP and leading to the job growth because one of the most common problems that we face now as a community is the lack of jobs for everyone. By doing this, this would increase money and this would increase people that are living homeless because of jo- because of their jobs not be able to provide the money they needed. And this would be this would uh, help reduce um, poverty, which is another which is a lot of uh, more that we have facing now. And would reduce government welfare spending, which could which would help more people, which would help people not. Be, would be able to start working and start being a positive in the community, a positive person in the community. However, there is cons to increasing it, the minimum wage. We would all we would all have businesses being forced to have to lay off employees and raise the employment rate because. Us, though it's tr- though we don't want to believe it, it's true that not a lot of businesses have the budget to increase minimum wages, even if it was provided by the government. And that raising minimum wages would would also may even may reduce it, but it could also re increase poverty because of not be able to get everyone in. And what poverty would be cost more because then businesses would be getting hurt and companies would have to businesses and companies would have to be forced to close down, which would lay off many people who depend on these jobs to keep them having having food for their children, their their family, their for themselves, their home payments. Most people have literally had to, though they may pay rent, that they do not have an apartment that has running water or actual electricity, nor even gas to cook to cook anything.